Welcome to All In Uncensored with Ryan and Brian. Well, 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 we're in episode seven, Ryan. And today our guest, we're going to be bridging the gap with Jennifer Hawkins from Hawkins Poe Real Estate Services. I'm really excited to have you here today. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks for having me. We're going to get into some good stuff today. So we're going to find out who you are. Um, you're going to give us some insights into the current real estate market and maybe talk about some goals for next year and share some insights into the industry for us. Sounds good. Yes. Thanks for having me, guys. You bet. So tell us about yourself, Jennifer. Okay. Um, I am a realtor here locally in Pierce County. I'm in my 21st year of real estate. Um, work for our family business. Hawkins Poe was started in 1946 by my grandfather. Wow. Uh, yeah. I didn't know that. In I my, didn't know that either. In my blood. Uh, yeah. Real estate's been a dinner conversation for me my entire life. My parents took over the business in uh, the 70s and then uh, turned it into a Coldwell Banker firm in the 90s, left Coldwell Banker and went back to an independent in 2005. And here we are today. My sister and I uh, took over ownership a year and a half ago from my parents. So wow. now I am officially the third generation Hawkins Poe owner. That Love is that. really cool. <laughs> yeah, thank you. How many offices do you have? We are a little bit like you guys are set up here. <clears throat> We're more satellites, so we don't technically have branches, but we do have three locations. We have one in Gig Harbor, one in University Place, and then the flagship where my grandfather started is in downtown Fircrest. Is that the one right across from the Fircrest Golf Course? Yes. Okay. I rented from you guys at one point oh, back did in the mid-2000s. Awesome. Yeah. 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 That's Very awesome. Cool. Yep. That's where Grandpa Jack started. So that kind of explains how you got your start in real estate. Yeah. Um, so as far as um, what are some thoughts on the current real estate market that we're in and kind of give us some insights maybe for new buyers and what you're seeing out there. Yeah, absolutely. It's been a different one. Um, as I said, I've been, this is my 21st year, so I did go through the Great Recession in 08, 09. And I think that a lot of people really had that still fresh on their minds as we went into this kind of downturn of this last market. Uh, but what we have found is that this one is just so very different. Um, we had a lot of the fear factor in the beginning, um, but as people started to navigate and realize that it wasn't the same as 08 and 09, um, I think that uh, it really was a pretty good opportunity for some buyers. Uh, we noticed we have a, we're heavily in the boomer atmosphere out in Gig Harbor, mm -hmm. and we noticed a lot of the boomers were really taking advantage of this because they had a lot of equity in their homes. And so they finally had a chance to go out and not compete with 15 other offers, um, you know, having to make a decision. We found that people in the boomer generation really had a hard time making a decision within 24 hours if they wanted to buy something. And with offer review dates that went away, um, it really opened it up to that demographic to get back out there and buy and uh, what was nice about that is they've been sitting on some really awesome inventory and you know that inventory has been topic of conversation for how many years now we still At don't have two. enough yeah we still yeah. don't have enough I think Pierce County we still have maybe over one month's supply um, so really allowing those boomers to kind of release some of that really great inventory, that's been very helpful. But the difference is um, millennials, as the biggest purchasing demographic, they're very afraid 
because the interest rates are so high and a lot of them got priced out. Um, but we knew that this was coming. So I don't think that anyone that follows the markets or knows the markets, it should be leading with fear, right? We should be leading with education and knowledge that this had to happen. Um, that's what a market does. And so by having the interest rates go up, it was allowing the prices to kind of level out and stabilize out rather than continuing to increase, which was an unhealthy, um, unhealthy. Super unhealthy. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're finally seeing interest rates come down, which is a very nice reprieve. Hallelujah. Praise I mean, in Jesus. the last eight weeks, we've seen over a percent come down. Yeah. And the feds haven't even started moving anything right. yet. Although we know the feds fund rate doesn't exactly have a direct correlation with long-term rates, it does kind of follow kind of like a distant cousin. They right. just kind of meet up every once in a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly, <laughs> exactly. And then I, again, I think that people that follow the markets know that we're going into an election year and that always makes things, if you if you think that the trends are gonna continue as they always have, I think that that's also a sign of rates gonna, yes. going to come down. Yeah, Would you totally guys agree? agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Would yeah. you agree with, as rates come down, it'll give, it'll give people with their current rates of two and three percent, it'll give them more incentive to either the baby boomers mm -hmm. move down mm -hmm. as as rates come down, and make it more affordable, yeah. and also millennials. It'll it'll make it more affordable. One hundred percent. I do have a little fear that when the rates come down, like middle of twenty twenty four, that we might go back to a bit of a feeding frenzy. Yeah, we are encouraging some of our buyers that won't have that extra cash to compete with multiple offers to kind of get out there right now, um, because they will have the opportunity to refinance that as the rates continue to come down. So we've always encouraged people to not try to chase them down to just get in. If you are a first time home buyer, just get in, get your foot wedged in there. Um, there will always be a time for you to either you know move up or refinance that rate down. Um, we've got to remind those people. I think that the darn HGTV, while I love it, I hate it, it really gave these people this like false sense that you have to go out and find that perfect house. I don't know about you guys, but my first house was not my perfect house. And I we always try to just remind those first-time home buyers that your first house isn't your forever house. It's your it's your first step in the yeah, building it's, pattern. It's, so it's a start to get into homeownership and then eventually like refine what you want in a home Absolutely. And as you grow into a family and all that good stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Yeah. To that point, I remember, um, I got caught up in the 2008 mess. I'd mentioned that in a previous episode we did and my wife and I had to start all over mm -hmm. and you know, it was 2011 when we bought our, our house again, our, the next house after we had lost everything mm -hmm. into an apartment. But I remember thinking, gosh, maybe the house prices are gonna come down a little bit more. But then we just decided after consulting with our realtor, no, let's just get in now. Yep. We found the right house that fits fits us. We're not having to compete. There's inventory out there. Yeah. We got in, best decision we ever made because right. fast forward to now, the home's almost tripled in value. Right, yeah. From 2011, it's insane. It is. Another thing we try to um, explain to everybody, first time home buyers, last, you know, downsizers, everybody is that it's, a situational purchase. There's some people out there that try to just blanket it and say, this is a bad time to sell. This is a bad time to buy. Well, it really doesn't matter because for you, 
it might be the best time to buy because you have a ton of equity in your home. Or for you, you might have just gotten a job promotion. And so you need to put that money somewhere. You know, it just doesn't, you can't put a blanketed message out there. You really do have to have a good team that can answer your specific questions. Um, we say that like a, a good lender and a good realtor is just like having a good physician and good attorney. You really want to have that person that's with you forever. You don't yes. want to just call and meet someone right when you're getting ready to buy or sell. You want to have that person that you can call at any time and say, hey, we we just got pregnant. We're going to be moving in two years. And you want to have that person that can say, OK, cool, let's track this market and make sure that we're getting in for the right time for you um, rather than just trying to blanket. We don't want everyone going out and buying at the same time and everyone's selling at the same time. That's what makes the mess that we experienced five years ago. Right. We really want to have it situational. So I think having a good team in your pocket all the time that you can call. You can call Ryan, even if you're not looking to buy or sell, but you can get some tips and advice from him. Or, you know, I just think that's a, a smart move for, for any consumer. Well, we have so many different programs that have come out over the last couple of years mm -hmm. that really help buyers with the higher rates. You know, there's buy downs. Totally. There's, um, we, we stay away from arms because arms still aren't aren't priced very well. It not make any sense right now. No. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of programs. You know, I like, I like to think first-time home buyers. One of the cool, really cool programs that just came out with Fannie and Freddie mm -hmm. is people can buy their first home, a three or fourplex with as little as oh god, I heard about that five percent down. Yeah, I mean, how amazing is That's that? That's amazing. So you go in your first time, you buy that, you yeah. live in it for a year. Yeah, and then you rent your space and you go buy another house for another five percent down. It's called wealth building. One hundred percent. Yeah, portfolio. Yeah. That's a great, great, great program. I don't know why anyone wouldn't do that, honestly, when you're first starting out. And speaking to uh, having a good team, that speaks to, I think, how you guys do business, which is you're all about the relationship. So too often in this industry, we see people that are very transactional. They try to get people in and out as fast as they can mm -hmm. to, to get as many deals done as they can, mm -hmm. which I understand, you know, they're, they're out there trying to make money or whatever. But um, but I think when you like slow it down just a little bit and take time to listen to people and right. really understand what they're trying to accomplish and be part of that process with them, yeah, I think that's huge. And that's where Ryan and I've been talking a lot about the education piece, whether they US, use us or not. If we can help educate people and they can come away being a little bit better mm -hmm. and understanding a little bit more, that's mm -hmm. huge. I couldn't agree more. Education is everything. And you just your life changes. So why would you try to plan out the whole thing by when you buy your first house or when you're buying your second house? You have no idea where you're going to be in five years. You might want to move to Africa. I don't or know. You might have a job reload or right. whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. yeah. When you're young, your family's typically growing. Yep. After they move out, you might want to downsize then. Mm -hmm. After you get a little bit older, you, you maybe want a, a rambler mm -hmm. and not have stairs. Mm -hmm. Like there's so many life changes that oh happen that you can't buy a you can't buy a forever home. I had a first time home buyer. Um, they had just gotten married, and I, you know, we were t talking the talk and, like you said, figuring out what their needs were. And she was like, "Well, we're going to have kids right away." And I said, "That's awesome. That's great." So when we were looking at these houses, I had already had kids, so I kind of knew some of the needs and wants that she was going to have. And of course, she didn't because she wasn't a mom yet. And so I said, "Well, honey, you you've got to." You want to, you're going to want to have a space where you can put their toys. It, you might not be able to have a quote unquote bonus room right now, but if we could find that extra little corner or extra little space and she goes, oh, no, 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 I'm a minimalist. I don't do toys. I don't, you know, they will have one or two things here and there. And I was like, okay, okay, 
Okay, no problem. Just think about that when we're looking at homes. Well, sure enough, three years go by. She's got three kids. She had twins and and then another. And uh, she said, okay, yeah, you were right. I need that extra space. It's time to do the move up house. (laughs) So, yeah, I think, and that was fine. She could only afford at the time a home that didn't have a bonus room per se, right? But Mm -hmm. we did end up finding her something. And she said, that was so such great advice, and I thought about that every day as soon as the toys started filtering in. Where am I going to put all this? So anyway, yeah, I was a tangent there, but it just reminded me that you you don't know what you don't know, and you don't know what you're going to need in five years, ten right. years. Um, so you might as well just shop for now, and then um, shop smart so that you can 100%. continue to grow your equity. And well, that speaks to having a great team. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You've been there. Right. You understand how to help them, even though. They might not listen to you. Yeah. You help them. And then now they have that house. Yeah. And you're there again. Right. Right. And and they trust you. Right. Yeah. You guys know the best thing is when a past client calls you to do it the next time, right? You're like, oh, gosh, they still love me. We we had so much fun. I can't wait. Let's go grab coffee. Was it Jim Jim Rohn or Brian Buffini that calls it being a trusted advisor? Mm Mm-hmm. I think it was one of the two. Maybe both. I don't know. Yeah. But I've heard that term... um, being a trusted advisor to people. And yeah. I think that's just taking it to another level of what you're talking about. I agree. I say this often. I, I don't love it when people refer to us as sales agents. I agree. I just don't think that that's what I'm in it for. I'm in it for creating wealth. I'm in it for creating a lifestyle. I'm in it for creating an experience. And it's just, I'm not selling them something. I am advising them on what's going to be best. I mean, you're home. You're there every single day. Mm-hmm. You want to make sure that you're... You have somebody who's asking you the right questions when you're doing your move up or doing your move down and yeah. Yeah, buying an investment the, piece. Yeah, it's arguably one of the biggest events that they're going to experience in their right. life is buying their first home. Yep, exactly. Or their next home. If, yeah. you're, if you're doing your job right in this industry, you're not a salesperson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you're a trusted advisor. Trusted I'm going to steal advisor. that from yeah. you. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about... Uh, What's some what's what's what are a few of the funniest things you've ever seen? Oh gosh. When you when showing a house. Unexpected things, funny things. Oh gosh. Well, one of them I will keep G-rated, but it was not G-rated. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, this is uncensored. <laughs> it is uncensored. Oh goodness. Okay, well we all know and we all have the ring cam, right? So I um we had a house for sale. We got a, a request for a showing. Um my seller called me and said, uh, the realtor is making out with his client on our front porch. And I said, how do you know that? And he said, they're on my ring cam. And so we kind (laughs) of chuckled about it. And he was like, I feel like I shouldn't be watching this. And I was like, well, don't watch it. And and then he said, but what are they going to do inside my house? And anyway, so I had to call that realtor. They did proceed to go inside. And I, again, will keep this G-rated. They were not doing appropriate things. He was not showing her the home. He was showing her something else. And I uh, had to call that broker. And it was so embarrassing for both of us because he was a good broker in the area. And I had to just say, uh, it's time for you to go. Um, anyway, that was pretty uncomfortable. Um, that that has to be one of the funniest. Yeah, I've also walked in, unfortunately, on someone in the shower. 
Uh, again, the the realtor um, didn't remember to tell their client that I was coming to show their home. And so I had my client with me and we were wandering through and I was like, I hear water running. And I was like, oh my God, someone's here and I'm pretty sure they're in the shower. We got to go. So I didn't, we didn't open any doors. We didn't, you know, do anything, but I was like, this is mortifying for me, the client, everybody. So we had to we left immediately, but uh, those were two pretty funny ones that come to mind. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> so it's, it's always an interesting day out there. Yeah. yeah. That's what makes our day go faster. I think and so. We get a smile and have fun doing our business. Right. Exactly. My dad calls it tuition. We just continuously have tuition in this business. Mm -hmm. It's always a different day. Yeah. I like that. Tuition. Mm -hmm. Write that down. <laughs> um, so going into 2024, do you have any personal goals or company goals for yourself? Yeah, we, um, I mean, I don't, I'm not going to talk numbers because that's weird, but yeah. Uh, yeah, we, consistency, that's always mm -hmm. one of our big goals. Um, client experience, it's another one of our big goals. We found um, during some of the really hot markets, sometimes that client experience was lost because, not because we didn't want to provide it, but we were burning at both ends. Mm -hmm. I mean, you guys both know we were going to work at 6 a.m. and coming home at 10 p.m. and then trying to be a mom and a wife in between there and maybe, I don't know, have some friends or something. And it was tough, really, really tough. Um, and we also, I was really, I've always been very hesitant to like grow my team too fast because I know that the market does what it does. It ebbs mm -hmm. and it flows. And so I never want to just like add 10 people to help me do all the things that I need right now. So um, slowly adding good people. Um, I think that that's one of our goals so that we're growing healthily. Is that a word? Yeah. Healthily. I think so. Okay, we're gonna make make it a word yeah. if it's not today, today. It's a word. Today, today it's a word. It yeah. <clears throat> so that's a good that's a good goal for us because we were um, 2023 was one of those kind of stagnant years where we weren't sure if we were gonna go up, go yeah. down, stay steady. So uh, 24, we're gonna focus on some healthy growth. Uh, that's a good goal for us. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think um, that's what Ryan and I picked up when we in our travels to Detroit and some of these other mm -hmm. things where we're plugging into some training. They were talking about being ready to scale. So when the market does shift, so many people have like pulled back so much that mm -hmm. when the market changes, they're not going to be ready for mm -hmm. the growth and the, and the scale that's going to be experiencing. So I think by you having that pace and making sure that you're ramping up in a healthy way with your people, that's going to be huge to be able to provide that yeah. that client experience when the markets do get hot again and right. see a lot more volume coming through. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, knowing you over, over the last 10 years or so, mm -hmm. your dad is such a good mentor the best i mean his his foresight on rates and yeah. the economy and everything mm -hmm. from every time i hear what he says mm -hmm. it happens i know right and yeah it's, it's amazing to have that and you have that too in talking with you it's it's really fun i know you're in numbers a yeah. stats geek oh man he's rubbed off on me that's for sure yeah he's an econ nerd and i've just learned that that I think is again the trust advisor side of things when mm -hmm. you can go out there and confidently tell your clients what you think is coming and why you think it you're not just making it up but this is statistically what's been going on since the 50s and so this is probably what's going to happen um, i mean of course unless like COVID hits or something random like that <laughs> um yeah thank you i i agree my dad is a great mentor um he still loves he's 78 years old he still comes into the office and yeah 
talks to the brokers and gives them He's tips. He's not really and working, is he? Because he loves what he does. Exactly. Yeah. 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 We we were my sister and I were teasing the other day. We're like, we're just going to start. We're going to retitle you as senior advisor. You just come <laughs> in and just tell spill your knowledge on us. And he talks about you know writing. Uh, purchase and sale agreements for like fifty five hundred dollars for a house and mm-hmm. I when know. did he start? Um, oh gosh, sixty nine, nineteen sixty nine. Wow! Mm-hmm. So he's really seen some market cycles. He really has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He talks wow. about the days of twenty one percent interest rates. Yeah, early eighties. Yeah. yeah, he um, had to venture out into all the different areas of the industry in order to just make his payments, right? He became an appraiser. He went on the lending side for a little bit. He um, built homes. Um, He really had to just kind of um, diversify because 21% interest rates were were a tough time. Yeah. I can't even imagine. I know. People are freaking out about, you know, we had just had 8%. Yeah. Yeah. And what people don't realize with interest rates, the average, since we've had 30-year rates, the average is 6%. Right. Yeah. What we had a few years ago, the twos and threes, mm-hmm. that's an anomaly just like the early 80s. They of, didn't believe us, did they? No. We told them. Yeah. <laughs> These are going to last forever. And it's hard still because I think there are sectors of people that still think that we're going to get back down mm-hmm. there and they're going to wait for that. And unfortunately, I think, maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think we're ever going to see those those rates again. I would agree with you. Yeah. We're just as likely to see 21% rates as we are 3% rates again, mm-hmm. yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. Well, 3%, 2%, that's free money. I mean, mm-hmm. the government's not making anything off of that. Yeah. So why they're Tr- just not going to do it? Truly free money. Mm-hmm. And if you have a rate that that's, that is that low, you shouldn't be paying your house off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You should not pay an extra penny towards that. It is free money. Yeah. Invest that in Let's go buy more real estate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, so do you have any advice for people wanting to get into the industry or newer agents in the industry? Yes, most definitely. Um, first of all, don't think that you have to do it all. There are so many hacks out there today. There are so many people that are good at different parts of the industry. We were talking yesterday about... Um, I mean, when I first started, we would take our own listing photos and do all of our own marketing remarks and do, you know, and it was very simple. And now you're expected to be a production. You're supposed to do videos. You're supposed to do Instagram. You're supposed to have a 3D walkthrough. I mean, it is so much work. So I just encourage people to not get overloaded. And hopefully they work in a healthy office atmosphere that they can get help because um, I can assure you, in our office, there's seasoned brokers out there that are going to help you and answer questions and um, let you kind of know what the order of business is. You don't need to start a YouTube channel on day one of your business, right? You need to go out there and learn how to appropriately write a contract that's going to protect your, the consumer. That's, you know, step one. So I do think that a lot of new brokers focus on the cool, fun stuff, but let's make sure that we're holding our industry standard high and taking care of the consumer first. Yeah, and, and tapping into uh, free technology. So yeah. if you have a really good title rep, mm-hmm. the title companies have some amazing technology. And they want to help you. And they do want to help. Mm-hmm. They want to be part of your team as a, a new agent or lender for that matter. Yep. And they really want to try to help you grow and get off the ground and running. And they have a lot of great free stuff that they can help you build. Totally, yeah. So. And then honestly, 
again, building a team, like we said, for the consumer, building a team for yourself, like having a lender that you trust and can ask questions to. Mm. You know, I remember when I first started, I felt like I needed to know everything. And when a, when a client would ask me something about their rate or about their loan, I felt like I needed to know the answer to that. But now I'm 21 years in it. And now I, what I know best is, oh, call Ryan. I don't know. That's not my line. That's not my, you know, stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. Mm-hmm. I see so much of that on social media. Mm-hmm. And um, I see lenders advertising stuff about real estate. Yeah. Stop that. Yeah. I see real estate agents advertising stuff about interest rates yeah. and programs. Right. Stop it. Stay in your lane. Mm-hmm. Find find a good person that you trust right. in both directions yep. and, and make those phone calls. Yeah, yeah, totally. I totally agree. And I also think for newer agents, it's really important, in my opinion, uh, to partner with a lender with experience so that lender can really help. Because the finance side can get kind of tricky. Oh, God. With so tricky. Yeah. I so if you imagine have, what you guys do. If you have a good, solid team in your corner that can get the job done mm-hmm. and be able to navigate some challenges, that's really huge for a new real estate agent, too, so they don't get hung up. And, yep. you know, our, our job as lenders is to make our realtor partners look good for their, right. their buyers. Yeah. Right. You know, and then it, in turn, it makes us look good. So yeah. we feel like we're having to provide not only a great client and customer experience to the buyers, but also to our realtor partners, right. if that makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Totally. If you were to jump back mm-hmm. in any time in history, mm-hmm. any place, when would you? where would you go to sell real estate? Mm-hmm. Where and when would you go? And what would you do? Oh man, can you imagine if I went back to like the 50s and had professional photography and like a, well, they didn't even have video then, did they? That would be really funny. Well, I mean, first of all, I would like to go back and buy up as many homes as I possibly could back in the old days. I'd <laughs> love to buy a home for $50,000. That would be great. Um, well, yeah, I kind of, you know, okay, I'm going to take a little woman's stance on this. Ooh, I would I like love it. to yes. go back to the 50s. My dad talks about the real estate industry, and it was smoking cigarettes, dudes in the room, just it was probably a real salesy kind of thing. And to just waltz in there in some awesome 50s suit and just be a boss lady, that would be a really fun time to go back and just be like, excuse me, gentlemen, step to the side. This is how we do this. I love say, it. Would you like to go back to 1946 when your family business Maybe started? I would. Yeah. Maybe I would get mentored by my grandpa Jack. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah. What about you, Ryan? If you could go back to any time in history or whatever. I, th- I think I would do the same era that we're in right now, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I would do things different. If I, if I, again, started in 2005, I would do things different. I loved living through the 2008. It was really hard, but it, it showed us that you can get through things showed us perseverance. And then fast forward to today, because I lived through 2008 in being a lender, I got, I was able to get through this time also. Yeah. And grow. Was a different perspective, yeah. Yeah. I, as a lender, I don't think, I don't, there's another time that I'd want to go back to and and I love this area. Not 21% interest rates? I kind of, I, I don't, <laughs> I kind of would like to just like, maybe do a year in that era just to see how hard it was to kind of get perspective on maybe how much easier it is right now than it would have been back then. Mm. Because I think, gosh, can you imagine trying to sell 21% rates and low loan amounts and trying to make a living off of that, like you were saying? Yeah, without an iPhone or email. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> That's great. Yeah. Or fax or anything. Yeah. No yeah. fax machine, yeah. No. Yeah. My uh, dad tells stories of the um, MLS. My grandfather actually started the local MLS in his garage. And, um, of course, they didn't have the MLS as we all know it. And so he would have to go around to each real estate office and get all of their new listings paper version and then he would put together a list and he would deliver every Monday that whole book of new listings to every local real estate office. Wow. That was the beginning of the MLS in Tacoma, Washington. That is crazy. Not funny. I know. A little different than today. <laughs> but so cool. I know. Yeah, it is interesting. You have so many little things in your back pocket. Well, you know, 1946, there's a lot of things happened in between then and now. Yeah, huge. <laughs> Do you have any other questions? You you had a couple of other interesting ones, didn't you? Um, we went through p future predictions, um, advice for new buyers. If there was any celebrity that you could help buy a house, oh God, who would it be? Or have you helped a celebrity? Oh my gosh! Well, I've signed some disclosures, some non-disclosures. So yes, I have helped some people that uh, are pretty big in this world. Um, That's so cool. Yeah, it is pretty cool. And it, you know what's fascinating is finding out when people want to move to Gig Harbor. You're like, wow, how did you even hear about this place? So that is kind of fun. Um, oh, wow, that's a tough question. I am utterly obsessed with Jennifer Aniston, and I'm also utterly obsessed with, um, and I'm losing his name right now, Sam starts with an H. He's in, um, well, I can't think of it so we're gonna let that go but he is very handsome that would be very fun <laughs> Sam I think I know who you're talking about yeah yeah I can't remember his name either he just started a whiskey brand he's on um, he's on that weird uh, it's gone sorry guys that's okay Jennifer Aniston <laughs> would be pretty awesome she's just my favorite I think she's cool and there was rumor probably 15 years ago that her and Brad Pitt were looking for a house here. And I think I've just been obsessed with that ever since. So that's probably where that's coming Maybe from. Maybe they still are. Maybe they live here. Yeah. Together. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Ryan? If you could do a loan for any celebrity, who would it be for? Tiger Woods. Oh, yeah, that'd that be cool. Sense. Yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt. Hands down. Yeah. That'd be fun. I Can I come play golf with you guys when he buys a house? For sure. Okay. Where think, are we playing? Augusta. Oh, we're going to fly to Augusta when he's buying a house here? Yes. Okay. Yeah, he'll land his jet here, pick you guys up. and God, Do so we have to stay here day. to play golf? No. 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 I think I'd like to do a loan for Marshawn Lynch. Oh, cool. Yeah. That would be fun. That would be super fun. Yeah. <laughs> I have a feeling we'd be zooming around in a golf cart somewhere. Likely. Yeah. Yes. That would be fun. That would be fun. I love that. Well, do you have any do you have any other tips or anything? Any other things you want to talk about? Oh gosh, um, no. I think I just want to reiterate that you need to be patient out there, yeah. and um, don't try to fit yourself into whatever mold you're hearing on the news. Um, listen to your trusted advisors or HGTV or HGTV. Gosh. By the way, so those shows are rigged. They already have their house, and then they right. just like backfill a couple other homes around it just yeah. to make a show out of it. I know it's yeah. very frustrating. Yeah, yeah, it's very frustrating. But yeah, that that's my last tip of to to everyone: just just be patient, just be consistent, just be true, um, and uh, don't listen to anyone other than the people that you trust. 
Well, we really appreciate you coming in again. Thank it's you. It's been really fun. It's been fun for me, too. Thank yeah. you for having me. And we'll drop uh, your contact information or comments. So if any potential homeowners out there are looking for some help, you need to come and talk to Jennifer. She's got your back. Thank you so much, guys. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Have a great day. Yes. Well, Ryan, you know what it is, right? It's another great day. It's another great day. Please hit subscribe and like and follow us on Apple, iTunes, uh, YouTube, Spotify. we got a bunch of different things and subscribe to our channel. Thank you, guys. Peace out.